Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. Coach Kelly here bringing you some love and inspiration. I am live on the Poet Radio, one of the hottest radio shows in town, award-winning Poet Radio, people of extraordinary talent. Again, I'm your host, Coach Kelly, your five-time author, about to be your six-time author, transformation and personal development coach and speaker. So tonight our show is dealing with mental health and wellness. We're going to be talking about a few topics I have here. Uh, one is going to be your thoughts. Two is transforming the mindset. Three, conditioning and indoctrination. Before we begin, I'd like for you guys to make note that you're welcome to call in at 724-444-7444. Put in the ID number, pound 93155, and then the PIN number is 1. Again, that call-in number is 724-444-7444. ID number, pound 93155, and then the PIN number is 1. So if you're on here, if you're logged on and you're watching me right now, please do me a favor and go ahead and share this video. And, in fact, I am going to go over to my own page and see if I can share this uh, video. But in the meantime, um, again, the topic is going to be mental health and wellness going to be talking about how our thoughts and indoctrination and conditioning has pretty much destroyed um, a lot, basically our being. And so um, if you have any questions, you have any issues surrounding mental health and wellness, if you decide you want to call in, please feel free to call in and I'm going to attempt to answer your question to the best of my ability. Okay. All right. So again, um, our thoughts. So, uh, we get about 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And what do those thoughts look like? Those thoughts can be positive. Those thoughts can be negative. Those thoughts can basically be anything surrounding the train is coming, the tree is coming, I hate myself, you know, there's some food in the refrigerator. We basically get these thoughts, and sometimes you have no control over them, and in essence, you really don't need to control them. However, those same thoughts are what determines your mental well-being. Believe it or not, those same thoughts are what determine your mental well-being. So how does this occur? Well, basically, if you're constantly having negative thoughts, those negative thoughts are going to lead to negative emotions. Those negative emotions are going to lead to negative behaviors, right? So if you're constantly thinking, I hate myself, I hate men, I hate life, I'm depressed, I'm sad, I'm angry. If you're constantly having thoughts of this, this nature, and remember, thoughts are very powerful, then you're going to create the emotion behind it. You see, the thought is just an initiation of a thing that's going to uh, occur. Uh, the emotion amplifies that thought, and then your behavior creates that thing, whatever that thing may be. 
So we got to be real careful in what we're thinking because, again, our thoughts are what basically uh, lead us to what our mental health is going to look like, how we're going to feel about ourselves, how we're going to feel about other people, and basically, you know, what life is going to be like for us. So right now I'm going to go ahead and share this video since now I see it. So, um, again, if you guys want to call in, you got any questions, please dial 724-444-7444. You're going to put the ID number in, pound 93155, and the PIN number is 1, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and share this video. And if you guys are on here, please feel free to share the video, okay? So back to these thoughts. So one of the things that uh, we tend to not be uh, cognizant of or conscious of is that uh, when we're constantly having thoughts that are unhealthy, because that's what we're talking about, mental health. When you think mental, you're thinking the mindset. When you think the mindset, you're thinking thoughts. So when we're constantly having unhealthy thoughts, we're basically creating something. We're creating something. And what does that look like? Um, I'll give you an example. So way back when, um, I used to always think that men were garbage. I used to think life sucked. I had all these bad thoughts. But in essence, I was basically creating these things. So whenever men that potentially sucked, or what I perceive uh, the definition of suck is, whenever um, those people would present themselves to me, of course, they brought more pain. So in essence, I was creating pain in my life because my thoughts are stronger than my thoughts are extremely strong. But 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 if I if I create the feeling behind it, now that thought becomes a lot stronger. So just keep in mind your thoughts are constantly creating. So what you think of right now is basically creating what's going to be tomorrow. So make sure your thoughts are positive. And the great thing about thoughts is that it doesn't happen right away. So if I were to have a thought like, um, I don't know, I, I hate kids, right? If I had a thought like that, then I can immediately just simply say, no, I don't hate kids. Kids are lovely. You know, I adore kids. I can easily change my thought because it's not like it's going to occur instantaneously, right? So, and the reason why I'm bringing the thoughts up is because I want you guys to really understand just how important they are as it relates to your mental health. Your mindset is your thoughts, 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And the way America has been set up, 95% of them are negative thoughts. No one, unless you have uh, practiced consciously to, um, or if you're aware of your thoughts, no one really is paying attention to what they're thinking, not knowing that they're basically having these thoughts that's creating their mental health. So what are you creating? What exactly are you creating in your own mindset? What are you creating in your, your uh, mental health, right? Are you creating depression? Are you creating uh, bipolarism? Are you creating um, manic depression? What are you creating, anxiety or panic? What are you creating in your life through your mindset? This is where mental health starts, right? It doesn't start external of us. It starts internal. It starts on the inside, but uh, we've been programmed to believe or blame others for that which or where our mindsets are. We've basically been programmed to um, point external of us. And in essence, when we learn to look at us, when we learn to look at our thoughts and understand that we are responsible for our thoughts, then we can create better in our lives, right? When I was going through uh, my depression, 
I'll tell you what my thoughts were and how I was diagnosed with depression. My thoughts were, and it surrounded me being sexually abused, right? So my thoughts surrounded me being sexually abused. And I hated myself. I, I constantly criticized myself. Um, I hated men. I hated the people who uh, projected this pain onto me. So I had a lot of hatred in me. I had a lot of uh, insecurities. I didn't feel confident about who I was. And these were the thoughts that I was having. And this is prior to the depression. So I was constantly thinking that I was a loser. I was constantly thinking that I was, you know, uh, lower than an ant on a rock. I constantly thought very, very negative. And if you're constantly thinking negative, it's going to lead to depression. So here's what I want you to know. If you can create it, then you can uncreate it. But a lot of what we're experiencing is basically based on uh, the indoctrination and the conditioning in the world that we live in. There's a lot of indoctrination. Oh, CBS has followed me. How cool is that? <laughs> but there's a lot of indoctrination in America. There's a lot of um, brainwashing and conditioning. And a part of that conditioning uh, is basically a con it continues to keep us in a space where we don't have independent thought. So what does it look like? As a child, you're raised, and you're raised to believe certain things. You're raised to think certain things. You're raised with certain patterns, and you're raised with certain behaviors. Now, if somebody's constantly raised in an environment that's unhealthy, that's negative, where there's violence, where there's abuse, that's going to take a toll on your mindset, right? So can you imagine me having grown up in a house full of violence where there was sexual abuse, there was incest, uh, there was gun violence, there was constant uh, violent beatings, bloodshed, things like that. So as a child watching this, imagine the type of mindset that I would have had and then having experienced exactly what I've experienced. So now that I'm, I'm filled with all this negativity, this conditioning, I'm filled with con the conditioning of being negative. I'm filled with the conditioning of self-hatred and I'm filled with the conditioning of violence. Imagine what that's doing to my mindset. So by the time I get my own experience, Immediately, I'm going to go into depression because I have not had an opportunity to deal with what I've experienced just external of my own personal experiences, right? So not only am I, am I, am I experiencing things that are not directly happening to me, right, because I'm watching and that's mental abuse, but I'm also experiencing what happened to me. So that's, that's a double whammy. So there is absolutely no intervention, meaning therapy or coaching you know, or whatever your therapy might be, if that doesn't exist, by the time you're an adult, you're already um, at a space where you could become depressed, you could suffer from anxiety attacks and panic attacks, and who knows? You know, doctors call it schizophrenia, but you just never know what can come out of these childhood traumas that we are not conditioned to seek help for. And that's another part of it. We're, we're conditioned to basically... Um, have self-hatred for ourselves, we're uh, conditioned to uh, believe in external of us. We're, we're conditioned to believe in the boogeyman, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and all of these other fictional uh, characters, but we're not conditioned to believe in ourselves. And so what happens when we experience unhealthy energy, we don't know how to go inward. We don't know how to go inward and find the solutions because the solutions are all within us. It's a matter of do you know how to go in there 
and basically uh, get the healing that you need. It's not external of us. It's definitely not external of us. Everything that we need is right inside of us, right? So I just want to mention one more time, if you guys decide you want to call in, if you have a question about mental health and wellness, if you're experiencing something in your life right now that you want to talk about, um, you're having some difficulties with your spouse or a sibling or a child, and you just got a question, go ahead and call in at 724-444-7444, and then I want you to put in the ID number, but I want you to put pound. 93155, and then the pound sign, and then I want you to put the PIN number in, and that which is number one, okay? So, again, I'm Coach Kelly, your five-time author, personal development, and transformation coach, as well as professional speaker, and we are talking live on the Poet Radio Show. We're talking about mental health and wellness, mental health and wellness, something that's avoided, something that's... Um, People don't want to discuss. Um, people don't want to feel. And a part of um, healing is feeling. A part of healing is feeling. If you make a conscious choice that you don't want to feel, then you've made a conscious choice that you don't want to heal. And I know for uh, men, men are not taught to feel. Uh, even as children, uh, and some women too, I can't say all men, but some women too, depending on the household that we grew up in, some men are taught that, um, like, say you fall off a bicycle and you hurt yourself, and most fathers or mothers tell their boys, you know, get up, shut up, that didn't hurt, quit acting like a girl. And that right there gives that young boy the false illusion that he doesn't have to feel. And, and, I, and I'm coming to feeling because the feeling is a part of healing. It starts here, right? And if you're not feeling that pain that started right here, then it's going to create these mental health issues that you may have. You know, and believe it or not, insecurities uh, and, 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 and not believing in yourself and not having confidence and, and jealousies, these are all mental health issues. Believe it or not, when we project pain onto others, when we project uh, jealousy and we project our insecurities and we project all of this unhealthy energy onto other people, that is a sign of suffering. See, some people call it jealousy. I call it suffering at the soul level, right? Some people call it hating. But in essence, the average person that expresses jealousy or expresses hating is really or has not really uh, identified the greatness that's within them, right? They have not identified the greatness that's within so that is definitely a mental health issue, right? Because we're projecting pain. If you're projecting pain, that's a mental health issue. It's, it's mental health and wellness. And a part of being well is, number one, acknowledging that the unhealthy thoughts exist. Two, acknowledging that the unhealthy emotions exist. And then three, acknowledging that sometimes you might want to commit an unhealthy behavior, right? You might want to do that. I mean. When I was um, coming up, you know, and having experienced everything that I did, I wanted to commit suicide. I wanted to commit homicide. That was how much anger and how much I was so uh, mentally unstable because I could not move through the pain. I did not know how to um, find power in it. I didn't know how to do these things. And so I became intertwined or entangled in my own head. I became entangled in my own head, and that alone is enough to drive anybody nuts. That alone is enough 
to drive anybody nuts. I'm going to um go to the call here. We've got a couple of people on here. I'm going to see if anybody's interested in sharing some um uh, maybe their experience or if they have a question. So let's see here. I'm going to unmute you guys. And this is my first time. Hey, Coach Kelly, how are you? Hi, Black Knight. How are you? Can you hear me good? I can hear you very fine. I was trying to find your live feed on Facebook. It's on, my business. It's on my business page, and I just shared it onto my uh, my personal page. So you should see it now. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. All right. Well, my question is this. Okay, go ahead. My question is my question is this. Um, for those who are out there like me who have lost a child or suffered a um, big loss in their life, my question to you is, you know, how do you emotionally deal with something, you know, of that that traumatic? you know, in your life. I always always tell people that the pain has never gone away from me, but it has become manageable. I have learned how to live and function with the pain, but, you know, it's still there. You know, I still cry. Um, I still have my good days, my bad days. I still have flashbacks, you know, but I have decided, you know, just to move on with my life and, and uh, do positive things and try to make a difference in other people's lives. But, you know, what tips can you give those who are out there struggling with traumatic experiences like a loss of a child or a mother or a parent or something? Okay, yeah, Jared. That's an
uh, control them. And in essence, that's really not what it is. They're here to teach us. Yes, we have to guide them and love them and nurture them, but they're here to teach us about us. And one of the things that a, a, uh, the death of a child, uh, I believe, can teach a parent is the strength of a parent. See, we become so, we, we become so attached to our children, right? We're attached, right? We're attached to our children. And one of the lessons that you can learn in this situation, Black Ice, is um, we're not supposed to be attached to people. Even though these are our babies, they come from us, right? Uh, we love them. We cherish them. We want the best from them for them. But one of the biggest lessons you can get in losing a child is to not be attached to people. And it doesn't mean that you don't love your son or your daughter. It just means that we have to learn to detach, right, and just, just be be in a space where, we embrace all things and all experiences that come our way. Because when we are attached to people, whether it's your son, your daughter, your mother, your brother, we can, we can ultimately become depressed because we're, what we're holding on to is, oh, my God, that person has left me. Oh, my God, that person is gone. I don't know what to do. I, don't know, I can't live without them. And we start to have all of these thoughts. And basically, what are you thinking about the situation, right? When my mother died, it was very, very hurtful. It was very painful, and one of the things that I thought about it was I didn't want her to leave. I wanted my mom to be here with me, but also I intentionally held on to all the positive thoughts. I intentionally held on to all of the great times that she and I had together because it didn't make sense to be sad, right? It didn't make sense to be sad because that's an unhealthy emotion. That's an unhealthy emotion that's definitely going to wreak havoc on you later on in life if you don't recognize that your children are here as master teachers. They're here to teach you. They don't belong to you. They're only your earthly children. You know, everybody's on borrowed time. And I know people don't want to hear that, but it's the absolute truth. And so with that being said, we have to stop attaching to people. I absolutely love and adore my son. I do. Uh, am I attached to him? Of course I'm attached to him. You know, if something were to happen to him, I wouldn't know how to move through that because I've, I've trained myself to be able to move through death. Will it hurt like hell? Absolutely. But I know my son is here for a reason. He has a purpose in life. He has a journey just like I do. And another thing, Black, you don't know your son's journey. You don't know what your son's journey was. You knew his birth date, but you didn't know his death date. And with that, you got to look at the time that you had with him, and that's what you hold on to, Black. That's what you hold on to, okay? Got it. Got it. Okay. So who else do we have on the line? We have uh, Brother Julius and World War. Do you guys have anything you'd like to share? You have a question you want to ask or something you're curious about? Hello. Yes, who am I speaking with? This is uh Word Warrior. How are you, Queen? I'm doing very well, Word Warrior. How are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Welcome to P O E T Radio. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a long time Black been trying to get me forever, so I'm here today. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> What I would like to touch on is your view on staying in a toxic relationship. 
a relationship where you know that that person is not right for you, but you stay in it for several reasons, like, you know, you it's lustfulness going on, and you know that the flesh is weak and hostile towards God because everything that God wants us to do, the flesh wants to do the opposite. So staying in a toxic relationship, maybe just for the sexual pleasure, and just staying in a toxic relationship when you know it's not right for you. Okay. Well, I can directly answer that question because that was me. I've stayed in several toxic relationships. But I'll, I'll speak for me, but then keep this in mind, uh, word, word, that we are one. Uh, emotions do not change across people. Thoughts don't change. When we feel, we all feel the same emotions. It's just a matter of when you're feeling those emotions, right? So one of the reasons people stay in toxic environments is, number one, it's their thoughts about it. And I've talked about conditioning. Um, when I grew up, I was in a toxic environment. My mother and father's relationship was very toxic. They fought, they disrespected each other, they beat each other, and then that, that behavior trickled down to the, you know, the children, and that was what we did. We disrespected each other, fought each other. You know, we didn't, we didn't really show love to each other. We showed complete and utter disrespect, hatred, you know, just, just, just unbelievable, right? So imagine being children, being conditioned, because everything starts in your childhood. Absolutely everything starts there. Nothing starts in adulthood. You're just a continuation in your adulthood. So imagine being conditioned to be toxic as a child. Imagine watching your father beat his mother, you know, be your mother. Imagine watching your mother constantly disrespect your siblings, you know, calling them all kinds of names. Just, just imagine just an environment full of dysfunction. What do you think your relationships are going to be like? You're just going to repeat the same energy. So what we call this is, this is the life energy chart, right? So your energy that you sustain in or live in as a child, if you don't raise your vibrations, that's going to be the same energy that you live in. So it's not necessarily a horrible thing. However, if you don't pay attention and, and, and go back and heal the little child, that child is going to basically rule your life and constantly find you or himself in those same toxic environments. So people don't stay because they want to stay. People stay because they're conditioned. That's what they're used to. Now imagine if you grew up in a very happy environment and loving environment and your father loved your mother and, you know, the siblings got along great. Everybody was just happy and, you know, just joyous and peaceful. Imagine that. What do you think the relationships will be like when you got older? You're only going to mimic what you know. We're conditioned from day one. And if you're conditioned to be in peace, love, and joy from a childhood, then that's exactly what you're going to find yourself in as you move into teenage years and adult years. And even in your older years, if you don't get hold, you don't pay attention to stop to look at yourself, self-reflection leading to self-correction or introspection. If you do not move into that space, you will live in toxic relationships all your life. And again, it's not that people want to. It's that people are conditioned to doing it. Does that answer your question? Yes. And lastly, in closing, what does it mean if you attract people that have so many different issues? Like, I guess that's what you just said, like attracting people with problems and issues. Okay. 
So what does it mean when we attract? Oh, I love this. This is a phenomenal question word. Uh, this is one of the questions that my clients don't particularly like the answer to. But when we attract people who are toxic and we attract people who are abusive and when we attract people who are jealous and, you know, all this unhealthy energy, and it's because that's the energy that's inside of us. See, we've been taught to believe that we are um, we attract at the physical level, right? Opposites attract. In essence, the truth of the matter is light attract light at the soul level. What's in your soul is in my soul, right? So if I'm attracting you, word, and you're constantly very abusive and you're disrespectful and you don't have any self-worth and you have all this bad energy, I attracted it because it's in me. You attracted it because it's in me. We can only attract that which we are. You cannot attract that which you are not. So for me, I've dated some very uh, abusive people, and guess what? It was because I was abusive at one time, right? I dated some Mm -hmm. very disrespectful people. Why? Because I was a disrespectful person, right? Mm -hmm. I dated some people who were very promiscuous or sexual prowess. Why? Because that's who who I was. So in essence, this is why introspection is important. So I'll give you a great example right here to sum this up for you. I've been married for uh, five years, going on six years. And one of the lessons that my husband taught me, which I thought I had moved through, but reality check for me, and I'm grateful, one of the things that my husband and I had struggled with was that I would always want to go certain places and he wouldn't take me. And I would be like, you know, why isn't he doing this? Why isn't he doing that? Why is my husband not doing this? I'd have all these questions asking and pointing the finger, and you, 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 and you, you, you. Right? Okay, I don't know what that noise was, forgive us. But I would always point the finger at him and say, you, 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 you. But in essence, the reason why my husband wasn't doing what I wanted him to do was because he didn't do anything to get me. Now, follow me. He didn't do anything to get me, so why would he do anything to keep me? Right? Follow me. Mm-hmm. So what did that mean for me? If my husband didn't do anything to get me, and he's not doing anything to keep me, what's the lesson he's trying to teach me? My husband showed up to teach me that I still did not value myself. I still had no self-worth. If I had self-worth, he would have never gotten my life. I attracted somebody who didn't have worth because I didn't have it either. You see that? Mm. Yeah. Right. Can, can, can you see how that, see how that goes together? I attracted somebody who didn't feel worthy about themselves because I didn't feel worthy about me. And so when I went through my transformation and learning how to love myself through that pain, because my husband ultimately taught me, you didn't, you still didn't love yourself when you met me. You still felt worthless, and that's why I was able to do the things that I did. So when I went through my transformation, that's when it got good. So I went through this transformation, and I had to go back inside. I couldn't point the finger. I couldn't say my mama, my daddy, the child molested. I had to look at me. I had to look at why am I thinking like I'm worthless? Why do I not believe in myself? Why am I harboring these unhealthy emotions? It doesn't matter where they come from. What matters is what I'm doing with them today. And since I chose to harbor them at that time when I met my husband, I met somebody just like me. But it was fascinating because he taught me about me, and now through the transformation, today I'm very worthy. I absolutely love myself. And it also taught my husband to raise his vibration, move away from the negative emotions, move away from the negative patterns, the negative thoughts and behaviors, and raise your vibration. So now we reach for joy. We reach for love. We do introspection. You know, we don't accuse each other. We don't blame each other. So everything starts with you, Word. When I say everything in your life, 
starts with you. If you think you're doing something to somebody else, you better believe it's done to you first. Does that answer your question? Does that answer your question? I think I just got muted. Oh, I just okay, got then, muted. Okay, yeah, you're open yes, now. Does that answer your question? Okay. Yes, can I there steal you. one more question, please? Go right ahead. Okay, and I'm going to let you go. I love you, too. Okay. You're, you're, you're so well-rounded. I love you. I love you, too, Word. Thank you. Okay, what's your next question? Um, You know, I'm trying to show real fast. So when we and we ask for a woman, does the, devil, does the devil hear my prayer also? And he could say, Okay, your phone is breaking up words, so you ask, does the devil hear your prayer? I said, if I pray and ask God to send me a certain type of woman, I want her to be like this, be like that, does the devil hear my prayer also, and he could send me a counterfeit? Okay, all right, so your question is... <laughs> <laughs> what is so now, funny? I'm, I'm serious. serious. I'm going to say right now. I'm not a religious person, uh, word, but I'm going to answer that question for you, and I really hope that you it resonates with you. Uh, you ask, basically, when you pray for a particular type of woman, does the devil hear your prayer as well? Well, let and me say that. me a counterfeit. <laughs> what is so funny? Forgive me. Okay. So, word. I, I, I was <laughs> laughing at that one, too, Kelly. I was laughing at that one, too. <laughs> Man. Everything that comes out of your mouth, word, if you say you're going to have a beautiful woman, if you say you have a fascinating woman, if you say I have a loving woman, if you say I have a loyal woman, if you say I have a, a freaky woman, if you say I have this woman, you just haven't gained access to her. That's what you have. So you can, you can, you can create the duality if you choose to. You can say God and the devil. That's duality, right? But in essence, there really is only one. That's your one mind. That's your one mind that's connected to the universe or the conscious divine or the infinite, whatever you choose to call it. But if you're speaking, I do not want a cheater. I do not want a woman that won't take me out from time to time. I do not want a woman that hits men. If you're speaking that what you don't want, that's what you're going to get. You are the one mind. You are the creator of your life. There is a God inside of you, and you have to recognize that. You create exactly what you want. So I'm going to ask you from this point on, don't speak about the devil, one. Don't speak about what you don't want, because what you focus on, you're going to get. You focus on the woman that you feel like is trashy or, you know, a heifer or disrespectful or disloyal. If you focus on that, that's what you're going to get. So I want you to raise your vibration, and I want you to start saying, I have a beautiful woman. I have a loyal woman. I have an intelligent woman. I have a supportive woman. I want you to speak, speak it and feel it as if you have it, and it'll show up. Trust me. Awesome. Positive affirmations. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, sir. They work. So I'm going to um, go to the line and see who we have on. So now we have Bonita offset. Bonita, can you hear me? Yes, I can Are hear you. you. Okay, did you have a comment or a question that you wanted to share or something that you wanted to uh, find out some information? 
Hey, sis, thanks a lot for coming to me. I appreciate your show. I, this is my first time calling in. I wanted to uh, listen and see what it's all about. It talks about wellness and healing, and I am very much interested in that. But so that I can stay more on point, did you have, because I, I, I just called in, so I missed um, some of the things that you said in the beginning. Did you have a particular question that you were asking the audience or a um piece of statement for your show or anything like that? Well, maybe I could show, comment on. The show is basically about mental health and wellness. And what we're talking about here is thoughts and transforming the mindset and how we're conditioned to behave in certain ways and how that conditioning leads to our unhealthy thoughts. And those unhealthy thoughts lead to some of those mental disorders that we suffer from today. And it's a lot of indoctrination. So oh, basically, me, okay, okay, listen, listen, can I, if I could get in. So um, I, I have several stories that I think could support could support what I'm hearing you say, how okay. there's like a, tra- a transformation in, in how our thoughts can lead from what we are targeting, what we, we think that we're walking down a healthier, righteous path, but the thoughts go a whole other direction, right? So, mm-hmm. for instance, when I, um, when I was – one of the things I did get a chance to hear is your own personal transformation, like how how you were at first with your husband versus how you are now with your husband, right? Because we go through a growth process, so that that makes sense. You know, we're definitely, like Lauren Hill said, we are an evolving and changing people. And if yeah. we stayed the exact same, then we would be dead, not alive. So anyway, um, and I went through something similar too as well. I remember when I first met the man that I got married to, we were together for 20 years prior before divorcing. But when we were first together, I would say things to him like this, you my, you my man. You don't go to no clubs. My man don't go to a club, right? Or I'd say, hold on, you my man. My man don't smoke. Or hold on, you my man. My man don't, and I would always start off sentences like that to kind of curtail his behavior. I had a, I started off the relationship with all these expectations. And it didn't occur to me until much, much later that you're not supposed to have expectations like that. If you have expectations at the beginning of any relationship, you set yourself up to suffer. So now I don't have those expectations. I either um, accept a person as they are or don't. All together. So that's like just one one story to kind of support what you're saying. The other thing is I feel like people have, um, I think it's, it's, it's very, very important for us to look at each and every relationship as an opportunity to build and grow and and also to utilize relationships to network. We have a tendency to... Um, to not pay attention to that, not realize it. Like, for instance, um, my relationship with the POET family. One of my girlfriends that I met at work, she was over at my house one day chilling and, you know, eating coffee, you know what I mean, like eating cake and drinking coffee, you know, just sitting around chatting, right? And so then they said, hey, I, um, and it's like, B, we went to this presentation, we went to this thing, it was this event, it was Black Ice, and he's a poet, and he's just so awesome, and blah, 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 you got to check him out. And so by that time in life, I had already been on Facebook, and so I opened up my phone and went straight to Facebook and looked the dude up, and I was like, okay, let me inbox him. 
because I don't believe in staying stagnant. I immediately, if somebody presents me with an opportunity or I meet somebody, like right here before you call my name, I um, was listening to you on speakerphone and texting. You know, I had muted the phone, and then I was I was about to text. I had just came back from an event. I heard the sister speak, and I thought the sister was awesome. I instantly had an idea. I'm texting the sister, like, literally right now so that we can build later on, like next week or next month or something. So I did the same thing when my friends was like, oh, yeah, there's this guy named Black Ice. I'm like, okay, well, cool. Like, I, evidently, I need to know him. You all telling me I need to know him? I need to know him. I'm reaching out to him now. I didn't even know who he was. Right. Never heard him okay. speak or anything. So, so, Benita, 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 I, I got about 16 minutes left. No, oh. you, you can just move a little oh, faster. Well, the just point, get, is, get, the get, point get, is that, okay, real quick, real quick. The point that I'm trying to make is that when you, uh, I utilize the relationships and the people that I've known to meet other people to build and to grow. That's it. All right. Thanks a lot, sis. You have a good day. All righty. Thank you so very much for calling in, Benita. So, Mississippi, you're on the line. Mississippi, can you hear me? What is it that you'd like to share? Or do you have a question you'd like to ask? Mississippi? No comment? Okay, what about uh, Central Pennsylvania? Are you on the call? Is there something that you'd like to share, a question that you'd like to ask? Yes, there is. Good evening. Okay. Good evening. How are you? Um. I'm okay. I could be better. My question is this. Um, I've been on a spiritual journey um, for a while now, and there were times where um, I was able to move through the lessons that I was to learn with, um, I'm not going to say relative ease, but I was able to get through it and look back and say, okay, I understand this. Um, But I'm in a place right now where um, the, the, the area that's being focused on is, is all about me, um, exposing um, who I am. And there's a, a personal person central in my life who serves as a spiritual advisor, if you will. And every time she brings um, issues about me personally, I find myself exploding. So here recently I had to ask myself, why is this happening? And it goes back to a person of my past who I felt, whether it was true or not, I was never good enough for, I never did enough for, I um, was never perfect enough for, I never met the expectations of. They raised me until I was almost 14. Now that person is deceased. How do I move beyond that? Because now the person that is in my life that's trying to help me to heal is the person Mm -hmm. that I'm attacking. Your request timed out. Please try again. Okay. So basically, you want to know, can you hear me there? Yes, I can. Okay. So basically, you want to know uh, there's a person in your life who's there trying to help you. And depending on what uh, topic is brought up, you kind of lash out or you react to this person, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. Okay. So a couple of things you want to do. One, and I think you mentioned earlier, you mentioned the age you were, you had had experienced some, some sense of trauma, right? So a couple of things you want to do, you want to, you want to recognize where it's coming from because people are triggered. No one is doing anything to us. Every emotion that we have, every thought that we think, and every behavior that we express or show, it's in us already. People are just triggered. So that's the first thing you got to know is that people are just triggered. 
So when you react, because reactionary or reacting comes from the subconscious mind. And what that means is you have stored emotions, patterns, behaviors, and um, some other stuff that's stored inside of you within the subconscious mind, which is 90 to 98% of your brain. That's a very, very large portion of your brain. So these behaviors and these thoughts and all this, this conditioning, it's stored there. And there's also a lot of pain that's in that space. So when somebody comes to you and triggers you, taking you back to the past, you react. You have to know how old you were, right, when the experience occurred. What does the trigger remind you of? So I'll give you an example. I'm going to give you an example, okay? Okay. My two of my, I, I'm coaching a couple. I coached a couple clients in a, a, a past, uh, a couple. And the gentleman had been sexually molested, and one of the things that the child molester did to him after she molested him was she would uh, lock the door. She would put the latch on. She put him in a closet, and then she put the latch on. And it was that latch that traumatized him. So later in life when he got married, one of the things his wife shared with me was that they had had an argument, and when he left out the door, you know, she kind of closed it behind him and put the latch on. He literally came back and kicked the door in. So with that being said, do you know where he reacted? Where did he go to? He went back to being the little boy in the closet. Can you hear that? Right, right. So you have to be able to identify what what moment you're in because you're because because when you react, you're not in the, you're not in the present space. Reactions always come from a past place. So you got to know where are you reacting from. Where is it coming from? Right. So in order to heal, you have to nurture that little person. So if she was 14 when this trauma occurred or she was 15 or 16, when these experiences occurred, one, you got to find something positive. Right. Uh, I posted a video on Facebook about forgiveness, and I really encourage you to uh, go to my page when you get a chance and you can find me as Coach Kelly. There's a video on there with the five steps to forgiveness. You have to forgive. A part of healing is forgiving. Um, a part of forgiving is having compassion for the person that hurt you. Hurt people hurt people. I can only give you what's inside of me. And so that's why you got to have compassion, right? right? Because if you don't have compassion for somebody else, you're not going to have compassion for yourself. Then you have to accept the fact that it's not going anywhere. My sexual abuse, my incest, my rape, all of that stuff, it's not going anywhere. So if I look back there, it's still there. And I'm okay. I've accepted it. You see that? And you have to cry. One of the things that we do is we get hurt and we just refuse to cry. Yeah. I talked about this earlier. We just refuse to cry because we're going to be considered as weak. You know, and everybody's saying get out your feelings. In essence, you got to feel, you have to cry, you have to release, right? And again, you got to learn something positive. What did that experience as a child teach you? What did it teach you about you? Anytime somebody show up and hurt you, those are master teachers. They're teaching you at the soul level, right? That's the type of coaching that I do. I do coaching for the soul. So when a person shows up and hurt your heart and hurt your feelings, they're teaching you something about you. But the reason we don't get the lessons is because we point the finger. We say, you did this to me, you did this to me, you did that to me, you did, you did that to me, and missing the, uh, the lesson, missing the blessing that's going to help us grow. Relationships are there for spiritual growth. It's impossible to grow without relationships. So what I want you to get from this is forgiveness. You got to go back to that little person and nurture that person. Make that person feel safe. Let that little person, your child, your little child, it's always a child, let her know that she can feel safe in any relationship today. But you have, you have to do that through forgiveness, okay? 
I, I hear you, and I'm shaking my head right now because I'm, you know, I can't right now. And I, the person to whom I had been speaking, you know, I talk about the different things that I have been through, and her response to me is, but, you know, she had to love you through this. You know, she had to care about you. Your mother wouldn't have entrusted you in her care, so forth and so on. So that the feelings that come up when I say I didn't feel love by her, I didn't feel um, the things that I felt that I needed growing up, it's like, but but it's there, so focus on that. And I thought I had come to a place recently where I could begin to let go. You know, she was born in 1915, so, you know, um, the, the Spirit took me back to when she was born and how life was and so forth and so on. It's like, okay, I can understand this now. I can receive it better. But as soon as we had this conversation uh, with this friend and I, it, that, that trigger, you're right, it's a trigger. That trigger, like, immediately erupted again. And I had to finally step back and say, I thought I was moving past this. It's no longer in a pretty box. It no longer has a bow on it. Why am I continually being pulled back here? Obviously, I'm missing the lesson. But I can't see the lesson because when I think I've gotten over the pain, the pain comes back, and it comes back tenfold. Okay, well, this is what we can do. Um, If you're interested, um, I'd like for you to add me as a friend on Facebook as Coach Kelly. Uh, I already have. You are? Okay, good. I want you to just inbox me your first and last name. Okay. And then uh, maybe we we can talk um, off the air about how I can help you uh, really learn to move through and help you heal through the childhood pain because, in essence, when the child is not happy or the child has suffered, the child will wreak havoc on every relationship you're in. So, yeah, do that for me. Inbox me your first and last name. Okay. And then I'm going to respond. I'm going to send you a link. I'd like for you to fill out a, uh, a discovery session. And then we'll go from there. We'll see how I can help you. How does that sound? That sounds good. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Very good. Thank you for calling in. So I'm going to go to the phone one more time before we wrap it up. We have um, – Mississippi, did we talk to Mississippi? Are you on the line? Do you have a comment? Mississippi, do you have a comment that you'd like to share or a question that you'd like to ask? No? Okay. All right. Very good. So uh, we have about six minutes left here. And what I want to share is this. Everybody has been conditioned. Everybody. We've been conditioned through religion. We've been conditioned through the educational system. We've been conditioned through healthcare, military, the penal system. Uh, I'm missing one media. We have been conditioned, and we have been so deeply conditioned that we truly don't know who we really are and the powers that are within us. We have been taught to seek external of us. We've been taught to point the finger. We've been taught to blame. And, and, and say, you did this. We're, we're, we're living a victim mindset, and we're conditioned to be victims. You can have experiences. Yes, you can. You can have experience, but you don't have to take on the role as a victim. When you take on the role as a victim, you forget that you are accountable for certain things in your life. We're all accountable for our thoughts. We're all accountable for our emotions. We're all accountable for everything that we experience. We are accountable for it. It's unfortunate, and that may not sound like the prettiest thing that you might want to hear, but we are creators. None of us are victims. But if we move through life blaming, pointing the finger, blaming other people for the reason we think the way we think, 
blaming other people for the reason we feel the way we feel and blaming other people for the way we behave. If we walk through life blaming, we will never become the truest and deepest part of who we are supposed to be. It will never happen. So I want you guys to really, really understand that conditioning is real. It's real. You got to be able to look back into your childhood and see what your child has, has experienced. What type of trauma has your child experienced? Because ultimately all you're doing is raising pain. You're literally raising pain, right? I might make that the next topic, the next cover of my book or the next, uh, <laughs> that would make a great title, Raising Pain, right? I raised pain. I raised a lot of pain in my life. And a lot of us are doing that. We're raising pain and then we're expecting to have these functional or phenomenal relationships and we're not because we've done nothing but raise pain. We've recreated our parents' energy, right? And so what are we looking for? We're looking for peace, love, and joy when in essence it's inside of us. It's, it's inside of us, but it's buried behind those layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of pain. So um, if you guys are not following me, please go to Coach Kelly. Uh, that's Kelly with an E-Y. Uh, my business page is Coach Kelly, yeah, one word. And then I believe my fan page may be Coach Kelly, two words. And anyway, it's Coach Kelly. Kelly with an EY. You can follow me on Instagram at Coach Kelly. Follow me on Twitter at Coach Kelly. Again, um, I'm your uh, host, Coach Kelly, from Transforming Lives Worldwide. Five times, soon to be six time author, my new book, Detox or Diet, which is my own personal health and wellness transformation of having been a host for worms and yeast for over 35 years. Very phenomenal book. That book will be out in January. So, again, make sure you follow me so that you can keep abreast of when the book is coming out. And um, also, um, stop by my website at www.kellyporter.com. I want to thank you all for popping on, taking this my first journey with me of this uh, radio show. I'll be on again, uh, not next Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. I'll be doing every second and fourth Wednesday. So you guys, please make note of that so that you can um, call in and pop back on, okay? So, um, again, I'm going to log off at this time. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you guys for supporting me. Do not forget, Detox or Diet will be out in January. Please follow me, Coach Kelly. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful, and blessed night. Good night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.